0: going on everybody welcome to another bonus edition of what are you talking about presented by fenley rose sports my name is bob as always i'm talking with my older brother chris about the world of sports like i said this is a bonus edition of what are you talking about we also have a regular episode out uh, this week we covered a couple of general topics we called it the state of the leagues if you're interested in that definitely go to our itunes feed and, and download that episode this bonus edition though, is all about the NCAA men's basketball tournament. So if that's what you're into, if you want some bracket help, well, it's a little too late for that, but uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about the tournament and talk about the bracket. Um, we This is our second bonus edition. We published one last week where we talked about Selection Sunday and we previewed the first two rounds. If you want to check that out, see what we predicted, what we had in our bracket, definitely go download that. But, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. So, Chris, I just want to ask you, did the first week of the tournament live up to the hype, or did it bum you out?
1: Oh, the tournament always lives up to the hype. Something always happens. Uh, It's usually not what you think it's going to be. But, hey, if you didn't listen to that first episode of uh, What Are You Talking About?, you missed out on some pretty good bracket advice. Not to brag a little bit, but uh, six of my Elite Eight teams are still alive, and you had a very strong uh, first week as well. Yeah, But for sure. uh, yeah, just I, I guess to the highlight for me, though, was definitely Kansas and Wichita State. That was the yep. matchup that I circled. I wanted most to materialize in the first weekend because those two schools have a rivalry because they don't play each other. Kansas ducks Wichita State as most big schools do to their smaller in-state rivals And finally, Wichita State got Kansas on the court and they destroyed them. And it really wasn't even that close. I guess it was close for a little bit, but Wichita State for the most part had a convincing lead and cruised to what was a resounding victory and all throughout the whole throughout the entire game I'm like this game needs to happen every single year because it's very clear it was clear if you watched it that the teams had some animosity towards each other there's so much familiarity there were guys who had played on the same high school team I think three or four guys who had like connections it would be an amazing rivalry if it was a annual event uh, rotating on home floors Kansas going to Wichita State Wichita State to Kansas every other year this needs to happen and i'm i'm going to challenge Kansas here Kansas if you're the best you shouldn't be afraid from of Wichita State if you're truly the best program with your tradition and all that schedule Wichita State and give them a shot because all it does is make you look like a bunch of cowards and yeah it's true and it's not just Kansas it's all the big programs they need to go out and schedule these kind of games, these kind of in-state rivalries. The fans would love it. It would be amazing. That game was amazing. I want to see it every year.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. It'd be it'd be super fun to watch every year. Uh, props to you, man, because in the last episode, I, I, I was telling you that Indiana was going to beat Wichita State. And here they are in the Sweet 16. So uh, this is the first, I'm sure, of many that we're going to say in the episode. But uh, you were right on that one. And congratulations. Wichita Wichita State is actually tearing up my bracket right now. But, yeah, that was a great game. And uh, I just didn't think Wichita State was that good. Uh, I thought that Kansas was a little overrated. Definitely one of the more vulnerable two-seeds. But, uh, yeah, Wichita State came out and they balled. and, And i now I think it's going to be a game like between Notre Dame and Wichita State. I I definitely think they can go further.
1: I got them in the elite 8 and uh the big reason I picked Wichita State was because I think they were underrated but also because I think against Kansas they were going to play with an added edge and you saw that if you watched the game Definitely. I think the Shockers had something to prove. This was more than just a tournament game, more than just a uh, second-round game for them. And as a reminder, I do not acknowledge the first four as the first round. The true second round is the round of 32 for all our listeners and out there.
0: The NCAA is actually with you on that one. Next year, they're going back to round one is the round of 64. At Good. FYI.
1: I've been screaming that for five years. They finally listened to me and everyone else who just doesn't acknowledge it. No, The bracket pools don't even acknowledge the first four. No bracket pool picks those games. So we can talk a little bit about that later, about how to fix that problem. But anyway... I just think that Wichita State had an extra edge in that game. It was was clearly, I mean, a tournament game is always big, but for them it felt like they were playing for a championship. It felt like they wanted to prove that they belonged in the same conversation with Kansas, and I don't blame them. Kansas is flat-out afraid to schedule them because from their perspective they have nothing to lose. But in my mind, it hurts their reputation because if they're truly one of the elite, greatest programs in the nation— they shouldn't be afraid to play anyone, and I think that they should schedule Wichita State every single year. It would be great for the fans, and it would just be a fun time. I enjoyed watching. that was the, that was the best game of the well, maybe not the best competitively, but for me, it was it was my favorite game to watch, and I, I enjoyed that game more than any of the other ones over the weekend.
0: Definitely, there are a lot of. I think that round of thirty-two kind of drew itself into a lot of interesting matchups. You had the Wichita State Kansas battle. You had uc versus kentucky which are two schools that are about two hours drive away from each other that they they border the states you had um what sean miller playing against the admata the coach and his protege coaching against each other there were a lot of interesting beyond the court matchups that were that were fun to watch and they all turned out to be really good games but speaking of playing with a chip on your shoulder i think ucla is a is 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 playing with that right now, especially I mean, we talked about them last week how they didn't even deserve to be in the tournament, and here they are in the sweet sixteen,
1: yeah, and i'm I'm a little irked at that one. That's one pick that I kind of regret because my number one rule is anytime a team is told by everyone that they don't deserve to be in the tournament, it always seems like they pull a big upset and go further than people expect now i I wouldn't have put them in the sweet sixteen on my bracket, full disclosure but I should have picked them to beat SMU. So that's one pick that I'm kind of kicking myself over because it seems like every year everyone uh, just kind of piles on a team and says they don't deserve to be there, and then that team always seems to pull an upset. So I'm mad I didn't do that with UCLA. But kudos to them for getting three Pac-12 teams in the Sweet 16, and the Pac-12 was also piled on. All throughout the year, as being a you know subpar conference, I think some of it has to do with people don't watch it as much as some of the other leagues. But hey, Utah, UCLA, and Arizona all in the Sweet Sixteen. I believe it's the second most uh, teams uh, by any of the power con- or any league. I think the ACC was most impressive, obviously, with their five schools in the Sweet Sixteen. Yep and they usually are well yeah but but this year in particular i mean four they had 14 teams in the league and you can say whatever you want about the bottom of the league that the top really flexed its muscle and you know i just think that ucla getting back to them certainly was playing with the chip on its shoulders though it helps when you draw uab in the second round which kind of leads into something yeah, else sure. we kind of need to mention is that the big 12 pretty underwhelming this weekend pretty underwhelming
0: Yeah. Yeah, Iowa State definitely burned me. I thought they were gonna have a really good tournament, especially the way they ended the season and the way they played in the in the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, they let me down, and then Baylor losing to Georgia State, which for me was the game of the weekend, uh, with RJ Hunter knocking down that three at the end. That was that was a really great game, and you know it's rare to see like a team have a true genuine reaction like i didn't think this would happen and you could just tell that their celebration was so honest and it was that was awesome for me but yeah baylor huge letdown i know a lot of people had them as like a sleeper which by the way i wasn't buying i had georgia state beating them so uh i'm gonna just pat myself on the back right here and 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 let you take over for a second yeah
1: big props to you uh georgia state you i believe you called it last week but you we, we both talked about georgia state last week And that's the other one that I'm kicking myself over, that whole pod, actually, because I regret not taking Xavier going to the Sweet 16, and I kind of regret not hopping on the Kevin Ware feel-good story bandwagon and giving Georgia State nod in my bracket. So those three picks, the UCLA not taking them for at least one round, I was very high on Iowa State, by the way. That shocked me. That, to me, has the upset of the tournament so far. I know we've lost a number one and a number two, but last week we said that... That region had the weakest collection of ones and twos, the weakest one in Villanova and the weakest two in Virginia. We'll get to that in a bit. Iowa State was, in my opinion, a strong number three, if not the strongest number three. And I thought they were going to go to the Elite Eight. I thought they were going to give Duke a run for the money. I thought they were a – there was a lot of popular people picking them to go – to the final game. There, there were a lot of people having them as their deep sleeper, contrarian yeah. uh, runner-up. And our uh, little cousin actually picked them to win the whole thing. So, sorry, Justin. Uh, his bracket was busted in the first two games, actually, because he had Baylor losing yeah. to them in that final game. So, both of those teams definitely <laughs> wrecked a lot of people's brackets. But I think Iowa Thank State you. a little bit more than Baylor just because I think most people had Arizona getting by Baylor in the sweet 16, even if they had Baylor getting that far.
0: Yeah. The state of Iowa kind of let me down. I had Davidson winning, which they didn't. And then I had, I have you and I in my final four and I had Ohio state in the elite eight and they all just blew it for me. Um, the state that's not letting anybody down is North Carolina. And I think, I mean, they have a chance to have three teams in the in the final four, which is kind of crazy. But surprisingly, I thought, you know, we we talked about you gave out some advice last week that the Big 10 was having a down year, you should pick against them, but they actually I thought they they did okay, you know. They Wisconsin's still in there, Michigan State is surprising a lot of people. Again, props to you for picking them. But uh yeah, and Ohio State, beat VCU, which was which was a surprise to many. I didn't have that happening. So I think they they kind of proved that like they had a down year, but they, they're they're still there. They still have lots of talent.
1: Yeah, the Big Ten kind of did what it was supposed to do, not to take anything away from them. But if you kind of look at the bracket, you know, Iowa won, and then it lost. Ohio State surprised me, actually. I didn't think Ohio State would would beat VCU, but they got past it. Purdue played very tough against Cincinnati in what was the most entertaining game of the week oh, for yeah. A competitive standpoint that uh layup to send it into overtime was unbelievable uh that was that yeah. was one of that was probably the most exciting game of the weekend is uh, cincinnati's win over purdue in overtime especially after losing For sure. their best player midway through the game because he punched the purdue guy in the face
0: yeah <laughs> and uh that's uc That
1: <laughs> oh yeah i, I watched the whole game it was uh it was crazy but uh, and then yeah. Cincinnati went on to give uh, Kentucky a, a nice uh, a nice game. I mean, Kentucky pulled away late, but they were in it for, the, for for the most part.
0: Yeah, they poked the beast though, and they didn't. They weren't ready when it woke up at the end. No, yeah,
1: but but certainly, I mean, other than Michigan State, I think the Big Ten did what it was supposed to do. And so, props to the Big Ten for for not laying a huge egg, and props to the Big Ten for taking out the ACC's number one regular season team in the second round in Virginia who we both said was uh, overrated. We both had Michigan State. Yep. I have Michigan State going to the Final Four. I think that team's waking up at the right time. Tom Izzo always seems to get his team peaking around tournament time. And, uh, yeah, it's that, that entire East Region's going to be a fun one with uh, the number one and the yep. number two out. Oh, and if you didn't listen to our Selection Sunday special, we called the NC State upset. Both of us did. So props to you too, Bob.
0: Thanks man and uh yeah well double props to you for MSU and NC State. I think they're both the favorites to to meet in the Elite 8, but I'm I'm I am on the NC State train. I think last week I was on the spot and I wasn't able well, I'm not going to make excuses for my I pick. That was a terrible pick as it turns out and it's going to burn me in the end, but NC State, I'm sold on. I think that they're they're a really good team, and they have the the makings of the team of destiny. Just the way they came back against uh, not Villanova, but LSU, a one point game, and then a three point game against Villanova. They seem to to have some magic going for them. So that, that's going to be a really good matchup. Well,
1: first let me pause you right there. I don't think your Northern Iowa pick was terrible. I had them in the Elite Eight, and let's well in hindsight, it's well, terrible. Okay, right? everything <laughs> in hindsight is you know different, but. Let's talk about Louisville here for a second, because let's yeah. talk about the two-facedness of Louisville. Day one, they're almost upset by the Anteaters, who I picked to upset them in the first round. If that Louisville team yeah. shows up, NC State's going to win by 15 points. If the Louisville team that played against Northern Iowa shows up, they're going to the Final Four. So which yeah. Louisville team is going to show up? That's what I want to know. That's true. I
0: think that's when the story of their
1: season. Yeah. and and I have a lot of Louisville fans on Facebook. I, I'm pretty sure most of them are nodding their head right now. I'm not even being that critical of them. I've heard them go back and forth on this team. One week it's oh my gosh they look great. The next week it's like they can't even score. They barely break forty points against Cleveland State. Cleveland State. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this team is such an enigma. One week they're dunking everywhere and the next week they can't buy a bucket i don't know which louisville team is going to show up but i do know they have one heck of a coach in rick patino and it's hard to bet against that guy but again if if they almost lost to uc Irvine in the first round and then they turn around and and destroy northern iowa who again i thought was a very good team that's probably the biggest question mark of the east bracket because i think if louisville keeps it together they're going to the final four But I'm not confident in them stringing two good games together, especially with the way Michigan State's playing. And we've touched on every team except Oklahoma, who, by the way, is the highest remaining seed in that bracket. Yeah. And a very good team. That's going to be some entertaining fun because that bracket's given to produce a non-top-two seed in the Final Four. And it's probably going to have a fun team in the Final Four, especially if NC State or Michigan State wins. You'll have a 7 or an 8 going to Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, that'll be really cool. Let's backtrack for a second. We didn't talk about it. Was that a goal ten in the UAB game?
1: Oh man, man, man. We're going way back. You mean the uh UCLA game versus SMU. Oh, yeah. Right, sorry. right, right. My bad. I, I said it was. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I think it was. Yeah. I think you have to let it have a chance. It was it was arcing down. I don't think it had passed the rim yet. Just let it go. It it wasn't going in. Now now you can't fault a guy for making a play, but yeah, I think it was a goal ten. I, I don't even think it was that close. Me too. So, yeah, it fouled the rule book. It's
0: it's the right call, but a terrible outcome of 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 the call, and I feel really bad for it. But it, it's the rule, and there's not. It's not like some of these calls that are.
1: Yeah, it's the rule. A foul is a foul, whether it's in the first second or the last second. I mean, if you don't blow the whistle, there you are deciding the game by not making a call. So props to the refs for doing their job and doing their job well refs take so much flack in all sports but they don't get enough credit when they get it right i think they got it right there so props to them for making that call in real time by the way they did not review and overturn it they made that in real time split second so give the refs some props and we're in agreement it was definitely a uh ten. but switching back to the east region here we're, we're going a little out of order but you and i both have a Tied to louisville a little bit terry rogier huge game against northern iowa and he went to our high school shaker heights high so shout out to terry always good to see shaker heights alum doing something great
0: yeah that was cool i mean he's gonna be playing the nba next year and he's kind of had an up and down year but it was good for him to shine at what was their biggest moment so if he's if he's the player that everyone thinks he is and he can continue to be that for louisville that's a scary team
1: oh certainly but yeah, I mean, just, just to wrap up, I mean, the, the East region is by far the the one that, that I'm most intrigued about. I mean, how can you not be intrigued yeah. about that compilation of teams? You've got Louisville, who could, which team's going to show up? you got NC State, who seems to be having the Magic's fairy dust poured on them at the right time. You've got Michigan State, who also seems to be peaking at the right time. And you got the team that no one's really talking about in Oklahoma, who is the highest remaining seed in that bracket and probably should be talked about a little bit more. That's going to be a fun compilation of games.
0: Definitely. It's the East region, but it's more like the Wild Wild West, man. I have no idea what's going to happen there. (laughs)
1: Hey, speaking of the South region, why is the South region not the West region with uh, three West Coast teams in the Sweet 16? you got Utah, UCLA, and Gonzaga, and then the top-seeded Duke.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I don't make the bracket, but it doesn't, doesn't make a whole lot well, of sense. Well, I mean,
1: obviously, me. uh, the bracket uh, people did not re- did, can't predict who's going to make it in this way 16, but it is kind of odd that the South region has all the West Coast teams in it. Well, sticking with that region, I mean, Gonzaga is obviously a very intriguing team. They have made 17 straight NCAA tournament appearances, and that's obviously since 1999. They've been to the Sweet 16 six times in that span, but they have never gotten further. And they have had some really good teams. They've been a one seed uh, a couple times. Well, I know they've been a two seed multiple times. I don't know if they've been a one multiple times. But they're, they're always highly rated. They're one of the best college basketball programs in the nation over the last 20 years. And they've never been to the Elite Eight. Is this the year? staring at an 11-seeded UCLA that they finally get to that next level of the tournament that's been haunting them for so long?
0: Yeah, I'm going to say yes, but man, UCLA, like like NC State, they have that making of a team that that can't be stopped, and Gonzaga, I'm not really sold on them. I actually had Iowa State beating them in this matchup, but um. yeah, UCLA, I, I think they could beat them. So yes, I see Gonzaga actually making it to the lead eight. Now they're going to run to the buzzsaw that is Duke and probably get beat. But um. I think I think this is the year. What about you?
1: Yeah, it's hard to pick against a team that's playing an 11 seed in the Sweet 16. So I would say yes, Gonzaga's going to get there. I think it is going to be Gonzaga-Duke because Utah didn't impress me too much this weekend. And Duke impressed me. Immensely. And Duke has been, yes. I've been on the Duke bandwagon for a very long time now. I think ever since their first win over North Carolina is what really put them in another level for me. So I think Duke is a very heavy favorite to get to the Final Four from this bracket. I obviously picked them to get there and lose in the final in my bracket. And there's nothing about the teams that they are going to face, be it Utah well they obviously have to face Utah but be it UCLA or Gonzaga that would make me change my mind unless they just have a very very bad game which certainly could happen but I, I think this is the easiest bracket to pick I think Duke is pretty clearly going to go to the final four out of this one
0: yeah nothing about the the weekend made me change my mind that Duke's going all the way to the championship game uh, they, they looked like a well-oiled machine Jaleel Okafor was crazy efficient and Justice Winslow continues to just wow you with what he can't, like all the things he does in a game. He he just stuffs the stat line. He just steals. He blocks. He gets rebounds, assists. Um, yeah, they they're they're loaded and they're talented and they're really fun to watch. They're probably my my favorite team to watch play this year is Duke, and so I, I hope they keep going.
1: Yeah, and they got a great coach in uh, Coach K. And if someone gets into a running down three point shooting contest, they can shoot the three 2 So they don't have many weaknesses. I think that they are very loaded, not just as loaded as Kentucky, but pretty darn close. No. and I certainly
0: the starting five can the starting five can go toe to toe with Kentucky. It's the depth right. that nobody can match with Kentucky.
1: Right. That that's the big key, but. Yeah, I think Duke is well equipped, equipped to get to the Final Four, and and that would be the biggest surprise if Duke loses before the Final Four. Given who they're projected to play, I, I would be shocked.
0: Yeah, me too. That would, I mean, obviously, if Kentucky loses at any time, that that'll be the most shocking moment. But yeah, I would be shocked as well. They have a very as easy as it can get in the Sweet Sixteen for them.
1: Let's go over to a region that's as hard as it could possibly get, and that would be the true West region. Headlined by Wisconsin, but a very close, if not undercard, a co-headliner in Arizona. Both teams were very strong this weekend, even though Wisconsin needed to pull it out against uh, Oregon towards the end. I still think that both teams uh, were flexed their muscle, And they're facing, I mean, North Carolina is a team that is a very popular dark horse. And then you got Xavier, who is probably one of the most underrated college basketball programs out there. Five Sweet 16 appearances in the last eight years. And, oh, by the way, Sean Miller used to coach Xavier, so you know Xavier's going to have a little extra something for that matchup. I I had Wisconsin win in this region before. Wouldn't shock me if... Any of those teams went to the Final Four, to tell you the truth.
0: Yeah, I have North Carolina beating Wisconsin, and then I have Arizona beating Xavier, and Arizona going to the Final Four. I think Arizona is a little bit above the rest, and I'm I'm really sold on them and what they've done. Uh, to play anytime a coach plays his former mentor, it's it's a really strange game to watch, and the teams. I don't know. It, it's not like they're they're tight or tense. It's just kind of an odd feeling. And that's what I got when I was watching Arizona OSU. And now Sean Miller has to go play Xavier, which is the team that he used to coach that he left for. I think that'll be less emotional and less awkward, but it's still it's still a weird feeling. But I think Arizona is, is, is talented enough to get through it. Um, that Wisconsin-North Carolina match, I think that'll be the game of the Sweet 16 uh, two really talented teams that are pretty even, I think. And uh, it'll be really fun to watch. I like watching Frank Kaminsky play, but like I said, I have North Carolina going just because I think they're riding momentum and Wisconsin seems to get bogged down sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Wisconsin-North Carolina is uh, probably the best matchup of the Sweet 16. It's hard for me to pick against Kaminsky. He's so good. And I think Wisconsin, again, is very – well, they're both all coached, Roy Williams and Bo Ryan. But, yeah, I'm not going to go against my Badgers. I picked them to go to the Final Four, so I'm going to stick with them. But, again, it wouldn't shock me if any one of these four teams went to the Final Four, even Xavier. Xavier would be the most surprising of the four, of course. They're the lowest seeded, and I think they are playing a very tough team in Arizona. But I kind of want that Arizona-Wisconsin rematch. Last year they met in the Elite Eight. It was an intense, fun game, and I kind of want to see that in the... In the Elite Eight again this year, so I'm kind of hoping for the matchup to materialize. But again, this re- this this region is absolutely brutal. I think that you've you've got the four. It, it's by far the the toughest of the four Sweet Sixteen draws.
0: Definitely, definitely, four
1: really talented teams. That'll be really fun. A lot of good games down there. And up in Cleveland this weekend, we're gonna have four solid teams too. This this Midwest region is actually pretty solid. Now everyone's everyone yeah. I think is kind of underselling some of these teams because of the overwhelming favoriteness of Kentucky. But let's just remember 2010 here for a minute. Kentucky, with John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, locked and loaded, upset by West Virginia in 2010. Yeah. If Kentucky gets by West Virginia, let's hypothetically say that Wichita State wins. Last year, Wichita State was undefeated, working on that 40-0 season, and Kentucky ended the dream in the second round. Wouldn't that be something, if just the, the possibility for the Shockers to get what would be ultimate payback by wrecking Kentucky's yeah. dream this year?
0: Yeah, that, that would be an amazing storyline. Unfortunately, my bracket is still true in that Notre Dame can play Kentucky, and I'm not deviating from that i think wichita state is a great tournament but i think notre dame is just the better team that are going to come through but that would be great theater man if wichita state played kentucky i definitely see kentucky of west virginia uh i said it earlier like you see poking the beast i think west virginia they'll they'll tease them a little bit and then just by the end all of a sudden it's a 12 or 13 point game and you don't really know when that happened because you thought it was a close game uh, I think that's what's going to happen with West Virginia. The true test is going to come in the Elite Eight for Kentucky, whether it's Wichita State or Notre Dame, just because Wichita State with the chip on their shoulder and the a- added chip in that Kentucky ended their season last year, and then Notre Dame is just a really talented team to give them trouble. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing. I mean, nothing is changing for me. Kentucky still looks like the national champion to me, but uh, now now it's going to get a little more challenging.
1: Oh, it's certainly going to be a step up in competition from Hampton and Cincinnati, with all respect to Cincinnati. But West Virginia is West Virginia is intriguing because they play a kind of a unique style of defense. They pester you a little bit, and one weakness, if there is one on Kentucky, is a bit, you know, the ball handling is can be suspect at times. So yeah. I do think West Virginia can pose some problems. I don't think they're going to pull the upset because obviously I have Kentucky winning it all. But I actually, I actually like Wichita State more than Notre Dame. Wichita State has impressed me this first weekend. I mean, they played Indiana, who I didn't think was that good, but Kansas was, and they shelled them. Notre Dame has struggled in both of its games. Against Northeastern, they almost got upset. They almost were the third three seed to go down. The first three games almost had all th- three of the three seeds going down, which would have been insane. And then against Butler... Yeah. They almost lost that game. I mean, Butler had a chance at the end. Uh, there was a huge block to force overtime. And props to Notre Dame for pulling it out because you survive in advance. But if we're talking about the eye test, if we're talking about who looked better, Wichita State has definitely looked a lot better in this tournament. Now, you switch venues, it kind of hits a reset button sometimes. So, And every game is different. So you can't read too much into who they were playing but I think Wichita State was very underrated. I think they were a lot better than people thought in the regular season. And I think they're going to face Kentucky in the Elite Eight, and, and it's going to be a great matchup.
0: Yeah, I, I could definitely see it happening. But I still got Notre Dame, man. I think Grant can lead that team. And I think that that's the team that will will, will push Kentucky to closer towards a loss. But, I, I mean, I don't see Kentucky losing. Let's be, let's be honest. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Message. Yeah,
1: full disclosure, though, I think Kentucky is going to win this region. I'm not picking, mean, obviously, I'm not picking against the guy, team I picked to win at all. But I think the first really true test for Kentucky will come in the Final Four if they face Wisconsin or Arizona. I think those yep. two teams are going to give Kentucky problems and then i think if duke is sitting there in the national championship game that's another team those three teams are the are the ones that have in my opinion the best chance to knock off kentucky and i think they're going to have to face at least one of them to win the national title
0: definitely that kentucky duke matchup i think is what any college basketball fan wants i mean unless you're cheering for an individual team as a as a fan but Uh, Kentucky versus Duke that would be an amazing matchup to determine the championship and I think yeah Duke is the only one like I said that that starting five can go toe-to-toe with Kentucky's starting five so that that's the matchup that I want to see that's the matchup I think is going to happen and I agree with you that the final four is the true test and, and lucky for Kentucky there's Still a two-game cushion for them for maybe one of their tests to actually lose out.
1: I don't think it's a well, okay, a two-game cushion for the other two, but Kentucky is gonna. I mean, th- these are not just gonna be some cupcake games. They're definitely gonna have to bring their eggs. Oh in. yeah, no. But I, I also think that West—I mean, not West—Wisconsin and Arizona, with their length and especially Wisconsin, Arizona's defense, is definitely gonna pose some problems for Kentucky. And like we both said, Duke. Duke Kentucky is the matchup I wanna see. And if you don't have a stake in the race, and you're just a casual fan, you wanna see talent, that's the matchup you gotta be cheering for. Take the names off the teams, take your fandom aside, that's gonna be that that would be the best possible national championship matchup for me on paper. For sure. If those two teams went head to head for the title. Not to mention the backstory of Kentucky and Duke who have plenty of history in this tournament, go see the I Hate Christian Leitner documentary if you yeah. don't know about it. But yeah, I, I think Kentucky is going to, they'll take care of business, and then the the real fun and the real entry will begin when they hit the Final Four, because I think they will face either Arizona or Wisconsin in that game.
0: Yeah, me too. From this weekend, what was like your favorite defining moment? for me i'll just go mine was rj hunter's three with georgia state beating baylor and then ron hunter what did he tear his acl or his uh, no injury? no
1: that that happened before he didn't tear it in this yeah, no. yeah but he tore it in the uh in the conference tournament game and uh had to he was in a cast the whole time
0: yeah well just seeing him celebrate on on that like wheel scooter thing like <laughs> I don't know, I mean, There's something like honest about Georgia State this, this past weekend that I really appreciated, and I, I'm glad that they gave us they gave us something like fun and, and and feel good to cheer about.
1: Oh, certainly. I think Georgia State was the feel good story of the weekend. For me, being from Ohio, it was seeing Ohio represent the first round, going four and zero, and then getting Xavier into the Sweet Sixteen. Because the other Ohio schools kind of did what they're supposed to do. They were under, I mean, Cincinnati's facing Kentucky, Ohio State's facing Arizona, and Dayton, in an 11 seed, is facing Oklahoma when their starting center is six foot six. So, it's not exactly like anyone yeah. expected those three teams to win. I think Xavier's the only one who really did what they were supposed to do from a wins perspective. If any of the other three teams had won, it would have been a pleasant surprise slash upset, or well, monumental in the case of Cincinnati and Ohio State, but... Yeah, I mean, that that's my takeaway, seeing Ohio go 4-0 in the first round and getting the team in the Sweet 16, and then seeing another uh, Ohio kid from Cleveland, uh, Shaker Heights High alum, Terry Rozier, having a huge game against Northern Iowa. Even though I had Northern Iowa going far, it's always good to see a high school alum doing something cool on a big stage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: uh, to answer the question I asked you in the beginning, it did not disappoint me either. It was awesome
1: which one this whole weekend oh no no yeah yeah the weekend yeah (laughs) the uh, the first weekend is amazing it's one of the best weekends in all the sports so much chaos so much fun so much drama so many great storylines materialize and it's only going to get better it it always just keeps on uh getting better and better until it peaks with the national title definitely but yeah we covered a lot of ground here once again bob And uh, this uh, wraps up our second bonus edition podcast for March Madness. First one went real well. We uh, came back looking pretty smart. Hopefully the the next one will have us coming back looking just as smart. But if karma has its way, we're going to probably be eating some crow next week because we stuck our necks out there for a couple of these teams, especially Kentucky. But, yeah, thank you all for uh, listening once again. We'll be back next week with two podcasts, a normal podcast, and then a bonus edition March Madness, recapping the regional championships and previewing the Final Four and who we think is going to be in the national championship. My Final Four is still alive. Bob lost Northern Iowa, but still very solid brackets, and we'll get our updated brackets to you on the website, FenleyRoadSports.com. Follow us on Twitter, Sports. And please subscribe to our our podcast via iTunes. And thank you for listening. Thanks for your support. We'll see you guys next week. All right. See you, Chris. Take it easy, bud.